What is up, my love? Welcome to the Love Stands Here podcast. I'm your host, Megan Brianna from lovestandshere.com, and I'm a life coach, a certified eating psychology coach, but most of all, I'm just a girl who really loves Jesus and has spent a lot of time learning how to not only discover my worth through him, but also how to cultivate the characteristics that we're called into in order to live a healthy and purposeful life of love and service. My friend, living in the world can be really tough, and all too often we're taught beliefs and given messages by a broken society that make us feel like we're never enough and our worth is only skin deep. But I'm here to share some good news. Your worth is not in the world, but in God's beautiful word. So if you're looking for encouragement to live and love better, you're in the right place. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends if you feel called, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Love ya. I grew up in a small town that I'm actually in right now, in the same house that I'm recording this in right now. And when I was 23, I was coming out of a, my first toxic relationship with a narcissist. And I had a friend that decided she wanted to move to Arizona. And in order to get away from this guy, I was like, you know what, I'm going to come with you. (laughs) So when I was 23, I picked up and I moved from Vermont to Phoenix, Arizona. Well, just west of Phoenix. And I lived out there for nine years. And during that time, I had a lot of good experiences and a lot of bad experiences. I met a guy that was wonderful and we were together for four and a half years and we were engaged and I screwed that up because I was still um, so screwed up from my previous relationship. And then after he and I split in 2014, I really just started to go downhill. And I did a lot of trying to heal and trying to be a better person because I was very well aware that I was not the greatest person to my friends, even though I wanted nothing more than to be loving And, but I, you know, I had so much, so much trauma that I hadn't worked through and so much pain and so much anger that I, no matter how hard I tried, I, I just couldn't do it well. So I was trying to heal, but I also was allowing the world to take over my life. And I ended up with a really good job. I was making good money. I had my own place. I had a nice car. You know, I, I wasn't, you know, towards the end of my time there, I wasn't too worried about money. And from the outside, it looked like I had a pretty good life, even though, you know, mentally and emotionally, I was just falling apart. And I was so focused on the surface. And I was so focused on, um, you know, trying to make myself attractive to men because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And I was in and out of really unhealthy relationships. And I was just drinking and partying and having zero respect for myself and my body um, around men. But, you know, that's what the world tells us is normal. I think looking, again, looking in from the outside, the world would just embrace that lifestyle, making my life about me. And in 2017, I met somebody that completely tore my entire identity apart and It was the worst relationship I've ever been in. I remember a year after we started dating, 
August of 2018, I had moved in with him four months prior. And we were standing in the kitchen and he was making dinner. And all of a sudden he turns around to me and he just said, I don't love you anymore. And I don't think we should be together. At this point, we had been together for a year. And if you know anything about uh, narcissism, you know how just completely screwed up you get in those relationships. They love bomb you. They make you feel like you're the greatest thing in the entire world for a while until their true colors start to come out. And by the time they do, you're kind of already in it and a little bit dependent on them. And they're so manipulative. They're really good at making you believe that you're the problem. And they word salad you. They gaslight you. They make you feel crazy. And I had experienced this before, but in that first relationship that I mentioned at the beginning, but I didn't, I never healed from it. So I just continued to fall into that cycle. So at that point, I had given everything up. I mean, I really didn't have much of an identity. I had been so emotionally and mentally abused at that point. I was starting to get sick. It was starting to manifest physically, and I would get swollen a lot when I was around him. Like my my ankles and my hands and my feet would get really swollen and Little things like trying to brush my teeth would make me cry. I was sleeping 16 hours a day. I was actually not working. I was trying to build my my online coaching business and I was struggling with that. And he had just made me so many promises that I believed. And we had talked about a life together and he wanted to marry me. And I mean, thank God that didn't work out. But at the time, hearing that he didn't love me anymore after he had just been so excited about me moving in and that he didn't want to be with me anymore. It was just, it was a devastating blow. And I remember standing in front of him, just sobbing, almost dropping to my knees and begging him to just fall back in love with me again. And we ended up fighting and then resolving that conversation or so I thought. And At the end of it, two months later, he did end up kicking me out and I had nothing. I had to leave half of my stuff in Arizona. He only gave me a few days to pack up and leave. I didn't get to say goodbye to anybody. I didn't have a chance to really conceptualize what was happening. I had to leave a dog behind and I had to move back in with my mom and I had nothing. I had no money. Um, I was so sick. I couldn't work and I was so depressed and it felt like everything had been taken away from me. And I didn't know at that time that while I might have been losing the world, I was about to gain my life. So I share this because I want to talk about the middle today. And when I say the middle, I mean that season of life that you get into that you're just very, very aware of as a Christian that kind of happens in between blessings. So, you know, you feel like life is going well and, you know, you have the resources you need um, and even more and you feel in abundance in your life. And then something happens and you go through, you end up going through a new season where maybe you don't have the resources that you had before. You're a little bit more uncomfortable. You have to be a little bit more disciplined than normal and or you're waiting on something 
um, new to happen. You're waiting on a promise that you have felt in your heart for your entire life. And if you're new here, um, I shared in, I think it was episode 12, the first episode of season two back in February, that I felt very strongly at the beginning of the year that God was calling me to stop dating, stop focusing on the so much on the desire in my heart to have a marriage, a godly marriage, and to just really, really focus on him. So my words for the year are obedience and discipline. And when you make a covenant with God and you decide you are going to do something and you really want to stick to it, God does not disappoint. So obedience and discipline, the discipline, oh my goodness, I am, (laughs) I am really going through it right now. And I always try to be as transparent as possible. And while it's always easy to share about the things I used to struggle with, like I did at the beginning of this episode, that I've come to the other side of, it's not always the easiest sharing about things when I'm in the middle of them. And that's what I want to talk about because I'm very much going through this right now. And my life looks a little bit like it did the first year that I came home where I do not have the resources that I'm used to having, the resources that I'm comfortable with that a lot of times really keep me kind of connected to the world. And it's a little bit, you know, it can be a little bit intimidating to share when you're going through it because when you share about this stuff after you've come to the other side, you have a, oh my gosh, I went through this, but look at where I am now. Whereas when you're in the middle, if you're going to share it, you have to have faith that there is a blessing at the end. I want to share because I have so much faith that there is going to be a blessing on the other side. And I know that because I've experienced it. What I went through at the end of 2018 into 2019 was so difficult. It was the hardest period of my life. And I received so much blessing through that process. And after, you know, I did some healing and, you know, once God really got a hold of me, I've experienced this discomfort before. I've experienced this not having the resources that I'm comfortable with before. And I've experienced what happens on the other side. So I'm a little bit bolder and things might feel tough right now and look like they might not get better. But I now know that they will because I have a faith that I couldn't access before I knew my creator. Now I know that I should share in the middle because I think there are few things more encouraging than actually watching and being a part of a testimony unfold. So just kind of taking you guys with me through this experience. And I actually feel really, really good today, but I want to be honest and share that it has been very up and down And I have days that I just feel overwhelming grief and sadness. And it's really hard to have joy in my life. And when I I thought about this topic and thought about sharing it, it was in a moment where I was like, man, I am really, really struggling. And I really just want to, I want to share about it because I want to encourage people that have gone through it or are going through it or will in the future go through it and that it is temporary and it is on the front side of a blessing. So let's talk about this because the middle is a big deal and it's something we often run away from and unfortunately running away from the middle 
is basically running away from your blessing. Because if you don't allow yourself to go through the middle and you don't allow yourself, you don't allow God to change you, you don't give yourself that time to listen to God and to wait on his promises, you end up taking control because it's just too hard. You don't want to feel the things that you're feeling. You don't want to go through the things that you're going through. And you end up doing it on your own. And the fruit that comes from doing it on your own ends up being rotten or just maybe not as good as God's blessing would have been. One of my very favorite passages in scripture is 2 Corinthians 12, and it starts in verse 7, and it goes through verse 10, and it's when Paul is talking about the thorn in his flesh. So it says, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it from me, to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Wow, seriously, those are some of the most powerful words I have read in the Bible personally because of what I have been through and because of what I've experienced walking away from the world and kind of God taking the world away from me and the world's resources away from me and the blessings that I've experienced in that. And I know from experience after experience after experience that when that happens, I am closer to God, I experience more joy, I become kinder and more compassionate and more loving and more gentle and better, and I can practice more self-control. The more I deny the world, the more I'm able to connect to God and the better my life actually gets. So after having that experience where I was kind of forced out of the position I was in in Arizona and you know I had been making good money and I had this really hot boyfriend (laughs) who was a narcissist so he was very like obsessed with himself and the way he looked but just I was in a position that looked really good from the outside and I was in great shape um physically of course like I said internally I was a mess I was forced out of that and what came from that having those resources taken away from me was a blessing. And because of that experience, I started to purposefully start to practice stepping away from the world's resources and see what happened. You know, I never ever would have walked away from that life on my own. So it's so powerful to me that God took me away from that and showed me this is what happens when you don't have those resources. It feels crappy And you have all of these emotions that don't feel good and you feel uncomfortable, but look at the blessing on the other side. Just watch what's going to happen. And it did. He brought me to an amazing job, two amazing jobs, put amazing women in my life, started to heal my relationship with my mother, started to give me a better sense of purpose and a better sense of self, um, started to help me appreciate uh, life in a in a new way. I started to see life in a new way. I started to learn how to behave around finances better. 
just so many things. And this was just by having the world's resources taken away from me. So yes, I, I looked at this and I thought, you know, okay, well, this is cool. Why don't I start practicing it on my own without being forced into it? So I did, you know, and it, I always come back to that one time that I had been drinking and I was just kind of like hanging out with a bunch of people and there was a cute guy there and he wanted to kiss me and I told him no. And that was so big for me. That was so big for me. And it might sound so stupid and it might sound trashy, but I really, really struggled with men. And I really, really struggled thinking that my value was in my body and what I could give to men physically. So for me to say no when a guy made it obvious that he was attracted to me and he wanted to show that physically that was just so that was so big for me and I remember the way that I felt I was so proud of myself and I I just felt like something uh switch flipped and I felt a little bit stronger and I realized wow I mean that was the first time I really learned what it felt like to practice self-control with a man And it just felt so good. I really can't explain it. So after I received that blessing, I wanted to do it again. And it's just been a process of doing that, of being like, okay, this might be easy. You know, falling into the world might be easy. And I haven't been perfect. I have fallen back into the world a few times in this journey. But Most of the time I can look and say, all right, this is what would feel good to my flesh and this is what would feel good to my spirit and I'm able to make a decision. So it's that discernment, understanding what is of your flesh and what is of your spirit and then making a decision. And sometimes I make bad decisions that feel good to my flesh, but I'm getting better at making the decisions that feel good to my spirit. So all of that to say, I'm in this season right now where because I have made that covenant and I'm really trying to focus on God and connecting to God more, I am saying no to a lot of things that I really want to say yes to. And I'm doing that because I know that it is the way to God's best life for me. I've done it on my own. I've experienced the outcome of that and it is not great. (laughs) And I've experienced the outcome of allowing myself to go through the middle and experiencing the loneliness and the discomfort in that and the up and down emotions. But I know now that loneliness and discomfort and um, those uncomfortable emotions, they're not a bad thing. They hurt. And like I said, it I have days that are just so miserable and I have a hard time being nice to people <laughs> and I just want to lay in bed. But I do what I can on those days and I know that God is with me and I know that he sees me and he hears me and he loves me through it and he's not trying to push me to do any more that I can. He's just asking me to continue to have faith in him that the direction I'm going is the right direction and those feelings that I'm feeling and the discomfort that I'm feeling is because I was born into a world of sin and it's my flesh. It's my flesh that's uncomfortable. My spirit is celebrating, <laughs> but I can't feel that. I can I can only feel my flesh, you know. Um, I know that it's kind of hard to explain, but we need to start getting more comfortable with discomfort. 
and with our feelings being up and down because that's just how we're going to be. That's the human process. And especially if you are a deep feeler like me and you feel other people's emotions and you feel the grief in the world very deeply, it's just what it's going to be. And we have to get comfortable with that and we can't run away from it. We can't run away from the middle because we're not going to get to where we want to be if we do. The world will make us comfortable, but it is not for us. It is against us. The world wants to create destruction and division, and it's about greed. It is not for unity. It is not for healthy relationships, and we have to remember that. And if we can't see that at this point in what is going on in the world, I don't know what we're doing. We're just not paying attention. But to continue to just think that we need to continue chasing the world and what the world tells us is right, how do we not see that that there is something wrong with that, right? So for me personally, right now, like I said, I'm, I'm going through the middle and I don't have a lot of the worldly resources that I used to have. And it's not like financially, it's not easy right now, but I'm also doing things that I need to do to get to a better place financially. And it's taking a lot of discipline and I do not feel promoted. God wants to promote us, but he wants to promote us spiritually And he will give us the resources that we need. But it's often not going to look the way we expect it to look. So I do not feel promoted right now. From the perspective of the world, I probably look like I'm in a really unhealthy, unhappy situation that I don't want to be in. But I'm actually in a better situation than I've ever been in in my life. I have so much love in my life. I have so many good people. Like I said before, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, I'm healthier. Financially, I'm getting healthier. So promotion, we have to think about promotion from a kingdom perspective and walk away from promotion from a worldly perspective. Promotion in life isn't about having a better job, having more money, having more things, being loved by people that don't even know you, that don't even actually care about you. Promotion should be about building character, becoming a better person, becoming a person who has purpose and who wants to serve others. That's how we were created. We're built for relationships. So being promoted is being somebody that wants to create unity and build better relationships and just be healthier and create a better world. And in that pursuit, God will supply us with everything we need. So, you know, I'm in a position right now that's uncomfortable because from day to day, I'm like, I don't know where the money is going to come from for, for this. And like my car starts to rattle or my dog, like I feel a lump on my dog's side and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to have this taken care of. And I don't know where the money's going to come from, but it always comes and it always comes in a way that I don't expect. And in the meantime, I don't have to sacrifice my mental health just because I'm freaked out and I'm worried, go out and get a job that I know I'm probably not supposed to be at just to have the money to do it because I don't have faith that God will provide for me in that moment. And if I'm focusing on that, I'm focusing on God and I'm allowing myself to be okay in discomfort and I'm doing what I know to do every day and I'm not trying to take control and I'm in prayer I know that things are going to unfold in the way that they're meant to. And I have over three years of experience of that happening. So that's where I am right now. I'm in the middle. 
I'm in a season of waiting. I'm in a challenging season. Like I said, I'm having a good day today, but not every day feels like this. Um, I grieve a lot because when you go through these seasons where you're really connecting to God and you're allowing him to prune you so you can be better, you grieve the world. You grieve your flesh. You grieve the things that you're used to being comfortable with that your flesh desires. So, you know, I'm saying no to a lot of things that I want to say yes to. It's summer. There are a lot of things going on that I want to be a part of that I can't be. You know, I have friends that are making plans and taking trips and I can't do these things because I don't have the means to. But I also have faith that if this was a season where I was meant to be doing that stuff, I would be provided for. And when I say that, it doesn't mean that I'm like sitting around waiting for God to throw money at me. That's not how it works at all. Sometimes you are provided for financially in ways that you never expect. Like you'll get a random check in the mail or other times it's like being provided with an opportunity to barter with somebody for something or being offered with an opportunity for work or there, you know, it happens in many, many different ways. And right now, you know, I've committed to where I am on the farm four days a week and I've had opportunities for other things that I have actually taken advantage of. I've said yes um, to job interviews and stuff that actually there's been three in the past three months, three or four months that have sounded perfect that all three of them fell through for one reason or another. But it's not for me saying, no, I just got to sit around and, you know, wait for something perfect. I am taking advantage of opportunities that are coming at me and I'm saying yes to things and I'm trying things. But if they don't work out, I'm not being bitter about it. I just know that it's not God's best. And I'm learning in the process. So that's what it looks like for me in the middle. And it's up and down and it's all over the place. But I really want to encourage you that if you're in a season like that right now, please know that if you hold on to your faith and you continue waking up every day and doing what you know to do, praying to God and talking to God daily and you know spending time in the word and listening and paying attention to things that might be dropped into your life or words that might be spoken by people into your life and focusing on the blessings that you do have because all of us have so many blessings that we take advantage of every single day. And it's really hard because the world tells us to fix our attention on what we don't have. And it takes work to change our mindset, to start fixing our attention on the things that we do have. But we really need to do that because it's those moments of gratitude that help us get through these middle seasons. And we need to start paying attention to the experiences we have where God does provide for us because it helps us remember that God is there even when we feel like he's not. So make a note of it. Write it down. Whenever something great happens um, or something unexpected or whenever something happens that you've wanted in a way that has come unexpectedly, pay attention to it and write it down if you need to because those are, the, those are the things that are going to help you get through the mundane parts of life. I'm reminded of another thing. When I first moved home, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. 
one of my biggest problems was that I no longer had the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do. But that was also a problem in itself when I was in Arizona and I was so far away because my mom has always been this stable, steady, just really, she has such a good head on her shoulders and she is so respectful and um, modest in a good way. And I have so much respect for her that it was easy for me to be 2,600 miles away from her because I didn't have to be held accountable for all of my sin. (laughs) So when I came home, suddenly I'm living in this house with my mom and I knew that anything that I wanted to do, I would be held accountable for. Not because she would even say a word to me, but because I would feel conviction so much deeper just being that close to my mom. So the things that I used to do in Arizona, especially when I was single, not in a relationship, like go out and get drunk and come home at three o'clock in the morning and stay in bed all day the next day or go out and sleep with some random guy. Like these are things that I used as coping mechanisms that would have been to my flesh wonderful when I came home and I was heartbroken and I was depressed. Those are resources I did not have anymore either. Because I would not be able to do that. I was not able to do that living under my mom's roof. And that was really hard for me. And I was really resentful about that. But what a blessing it was that I was taken out of that situation where I didn't have that option anymore. Because that is where I started my journey of moving away from those coping mechanisms. And learning that my value is so much deeper than that stuff. So I just want to encourage you. If you are in this space, if you are in the middle, it is only temporary. Please, please, please understand that our emotions, our up and down emotions are normal. The grief and the discomfort of spiritual growth is normal. And we really need to try our best to just sit in it and allow it to teach us something. Allow our emotions, our tough emotions to teach us something about ourselves. Why are we feeling this way? Why is this so hard for us? You know, talk to God about it. Ask him to give you a word. Spend time in your Bible. You learn so much doing that. You learn so much about yourself. But don't run away from the tough emotions. Because running away from them and running towards something of the world to try to make them feel better, you know, that quick fix, it's going to keep you stuck in a cycle of wherever it is you are that you're trying to get out of. And you're going to have a really, really hard time moving forward. So appreciate the middle. Appreciate the challenging seasons where you might not have the things that you used to have, where you might be experiencing FOMO, you know, because you're not able to do the things that your friends are doing and you have to say no a lot. And your friends might be like, well, what's wrong? Or they might be telling you, well, just go get a job or just go do this or go do this because all they know is what the world tells them is right. But we have to stay grounded in God's word and remember that self-discipline is so important. And asking God to remove this from us is no different than what Paul did. When God told him, my grace is sufficient enough for you, just keep pushing through it and know that you're not alone. I know it's a really, really lonely place, but you are not alone. All of us go through this. I am right there with you. But I'll tell you what, 
I cannot wait for the blessing on the other side of this because I know there is a big blessing coming and I cannot wait to share it with you. It's going to be good. That's all for today. Thank you as always for listening. And hey, if you don't mind, would you do me a favor and rate, review, and share this message with somebody if you feel like it hit home so we can get these messages out to more people. And also you can go over to lovestandshere.com if you want to check out my blog posts. And also if you would like to contact me, if you have any questions or comments, or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, you can head on over there. You can also follow me at love underscore stands underscore here on Instagram. I hope you have a great week. I love you and I will talk to you next week. Bye.